to prolong his stay. And they did. They kept him in prison. And everybody's shaking their head. What did you do? I'll never forget that. And you know, the Lord showed me today, there's a lot of people like that. They just stay in their cell. They just stay in the prison of their bitterness or their anger. They stay in that prison of slavery. I want you to know today, Jesus Christ has opened that prison door for you and he sets you free. But you have to come out of the cell. You have to make the choice. Amen? Amen. Somebody I'm talking to today, I don't know who it is, but I really feel this morning, you need to know the door is open. He has set you free. And he wants you to come into perfect liberty and peace. If that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand. I want to just pray with you. That's you this morning. I'm speaking to anybody. Okay? I see your hand. Anyone else? Amen. see your hand. Okay? How many of you know that he's a God who comes to show favor, wants to favor you. He wants to bless you, young man. He's already washed your sins. He's already cleansed you. He's not given you the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. You have a good mind. God wants to just do something. He wants to lift you to a new level. Same thing with you, my sister. Amen. You're not without hope. He comes this morning to just clothe you with beauty. The Bible says he gives me beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We're no longer under the law. We're in freedom. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about the purpose of heavenly places. Everyone say heavenly places. When Jesus came to earth, his message was simple. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wherever Jesus went, he brought revival, he brought life, and it also created a riot. How many of you know that anytime the Holy Spirit moves, it creates opposition? Anytime the Holy Spirit moves and sets people free, the powers of darkness, principalities and rulers of darkness in high places are not going to sit back and just let you come out of prison. And anytime the Holy Spirit is speaking, anytime there's a move of God, even right now as I am speaking right now, Right now, as I am speaking, there are demonic forces that are stirring and planting lies in some of the minds of those who do not have the whole armor of God on because they do not lift the shield of faith. And when the word of freedom and life comes forward, what happens is the lie begins to erect itself in the mind of that individual and say, this is not for you. You are not good enough. You will never be free. You are mine. You are my victim. Don't listen to Pastor Ray. Don't listen to preachers. They're hypocrites. See, the the devil comes to church, too. The devil comes to church, and his, 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 his intent is to sow confusion and bring division. In the minds of people. 
You can have one person sitting here and they're just completely set free and released in the power of God. And the next person next, next to them can be a person completely saying, I reject this, I don't receive any. It's amazing. Even in the presence of the Lord. When Jesus came, he said, repent for the kingdom. Now the word repent is not a word that just means turn from your sin and turn to God. But it's a word that implies a major shift and a paradigm shift in your thinking. Because Jesus knew that unless there's a shift in your thinking, a complete renewing of your mind, you're not going to experience all that God has. When Jesus came to earth, Jesus just didn't come to heal a few sick folks and raise the dead and bring a little message of hope and life to people. No, Jesus come to usher the kingdom of heaven on earth to break down the powers and the forces of hell over the lives of men and usher his kingdom to be established here on earth. He taught us to pray. He said, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth, in earth, as it is in heaven. It is God's plan and purpose for you to experience heaven on earth. You are an ambassador of heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven, not on earth. You are not of the world. You are the citizens of the kingdom of God. That is if, if you are saved. That is if you are born again. If your attachment, your love, if your mind is always consumed about things that are in the world and on the world, if you're driven, if you are driven for the pursuit of money and pleasure, if your pursuit is just the things of this world and not the things of the kingdom of God, there is a chance you're either not baptized in the Holy Spirit, number two, you may not be saved, number three, you may be ignorant. But God's plan and desire is for you to be an expression and an extension of the kingdom of God. That's what he did on the cross. He didn't just die to save and forgive and wash your sins and turn you into a new creature, but he filled you with the power of the Holy Ghost. And do you know that the power of the Holy Ghost is so powerful and so explosive, it's like a locomotive train that's bursting to get out of you. It's trying to get out of you. You have enough power and glory to move mountains and shake nations. That's what, the, that's what the power of the Holy Ghost is all about. It wasn't just for speaking in tongues and getting Holy Ghost goosebumps. No, God intended for you to use the power which are the keys of the kingdom to bind, to loose to set the captive free, to go through the land just as Jesus did, so are we in the world, and he's given you an anointing that will break and destroy every yoke. He's given you the wisdom. You have the mind of Christ. You have the wisdom of Almighty God. Colossians, turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians chapter 3, Verse 1, notice what it says. 
If, if, everyone say if. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are where? Thank you, Mike. Mike's with me this morning. Seek those things which are where? Everyone say above. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Father, I pray right now. Father, I just pray right now you give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Amen. We've been raised together in Christ. We are seated with you in heavenly places. The Bible says that if you have been raised with Christ, seated with Him in heavenly places. It says if we've been raised, it says to seek those things. Now we need to understand what those things are are all about. I want you to jump over with me to Ephesians. Keep your finger in Colossians. Jump with me to over what it means to be raised. In Ephesians, just the previous book, in Ephesians it says this, chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he made alive who were dead in the trespasses and sins, in which you walked according to the course of this world. This is pre-cross. You used to walk according to the course. In other words, the course, the path, the world, the influence, MTV, Hollywood, my friends at school, popularity, used to drive and lead me. He says, walking according to the course and the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all had our conduct. conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath just as others. But God, everyone say, but God. But God, who was rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, made us alive. Together, everyone say together. Together with Christ, By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. Everyone say together. Together. This is so important that we get the together part. You are not of this world. You are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Now, what are those heavenly places? Jump back with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It talks about these heavenly places. Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed. Everyone say, bless. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place in Christ. Notice it did not say he blessed us with earthly blessings or natural he blessed us with spiritual why spiritual blessings first of all spiritual things are much more effective spiritual things are eternal spiritual things meet the need it goes right into the very heart and the soul of man and it addresses man's deepest 
need and deepest cry of his heart. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. And what are those spiritual blessings? Those blessings are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those blessings are the blessings of increase. The blessings of being seated with Christ in the seat of power. Heavenly places with Christ means that you are joint heirs seated with Him. You are no longer orphans. You are no longer slaves. You are sons and daughters. You are kings and priests. What does a king do? A king rules. A king rules in a place where he has a domain or a dominion. A king rules and a king enjoys the wealth and the increase of his domain. He's royal. We are of a royal kingdom. That means there is authority and power. But you are not only a king, you are a priest. What does a priest do? A priest is a mediator. Everyone say mediator. A mediator is one who mediates and intercedes on behalf of people. Do you know God has called you to mediate on behalf of some family, some friends? You are, you are not as Jesus, as the high priest, but you are a priest and you are a king. You are robed with royalty. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, one of the things, in order for you to really captivate what it is, I want you to jump with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I pray you're following me this morning by the Holy Spirit. Notice what it says. Verse 18, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. While we do not look at things which are seen. Everyone say, while we do not look. At things which are seen, but the things which are what? Unseen. Now, how many of you like to see the unseen things? How many of you know God wants to show you the unseen? I want to show you what the unseen things are because once you begin to see what those unseen things in heavenly places are, you are going to start thinking different. You're going to start praying with a sense of confidence. You're going to come into a problem. And you are going to know that God and Almighty Heaven and the power of the kingdom stands with you. Amen. How many of you want to see the unseen things? Yes. In heavenly places. Amen. I want you to write this down. I don't want you to miss it. Because God's going to lift us into heavenly places. This morning. Are you ready to go? Yes. Are you ready to go into heavenly places? Revelations chapter 4 verse 1. Revelations chapter 4 verse 1. Who wrote the book of Revelations? John. John the Revelator. John, the Bible says, was in the Spirit on the Lord. How many people walk in the Spirit here? How many people know that the things which are eternal are unseen? The natural things are corrupting. They are sin. Here's what it says. Here is a picture of the unseen heavenlies right here. 
And after these things, I looked and behold a door standing open. Stop right there. God wants you to know right now that you are seated in heavenly places and the door is open. Amen. Everyone say open door. There's a door open. Well, Pastor Ray, I thought in that door, wasn't uh, that door for all the saints that die and go to heaven? Nope, that's not what this is talking about. God is trying to let you know that you seated in heavenly places have a door open. And notice what it says. The door stands open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here! Who's he talking about? You! The door is open and he's extending to the people an invitation. There's an invitation. Pastor Ray, I thought this was just for future events. I mean, I, hang on, Pastor, I'm a dispensationalist. Well, I'm too bad, too bad. If you want to wait for the dispensation to come, you're missing out what God wants to do right now. My Bible says there's an open door in heaven and there's a voice saying to, his, to the people, get up here. Come up here. The Bible says if you've been risen with Christ. How many people have been raised? See, if you've been risen with Christ, he says to seek what? Those things which are above. In other words, God wants me to get in the door. He wants me to come up there, and He wants to show me something. Are you following me this morning? We're in heavenly places. We're not, on, we're, we're not viewing sickness through the eyes of the doctor. We're not viewing our financial problems anymore. We have an open door. And what did Jesus say in John 10, verse 19? He said, I am the door. And if any man comes in by me, he shall find green pastures, and he will lie down. Jesus is the door. And the Bible says that door is open to you. You're in heavenly places. Nothing can shake you. But not only that, there's five things in this passage. Do you know that Revelations 4 is a picture of heaven? And God is saying that He has seated us, not in earthly places, but in heavenly places. That means that when you pray, you are not praying as a man and woman who are just on earth facing a giant or a problem by yourself. You are praying with Christ, seated at the right hand of power, seeing all things, knowing all things because he's given to us the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's what we have now. Man, I'm excited. We're in heavenly places. Oh, Pastor Ray, this, 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 this. Oh, come on now. Come on, now let's, let's get really practical. You know, I, I yeah, we got, okay, we're in heavenly places. We're supposed to go through the door. And, you know, we're supposed to come up here. No, you're to understand 
that Jesus was the firstborn. Jesus, through the blood, paved the way for you to go into the Holy of Holies. This is the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was not a place just for you to just kind of bask in the brilliancy and the power of his presence. No, the purpose of the power was to equip you and change you and fill you to go do the work of the ministry. Notice what he says. He said, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. Number three, what are those things? Prophetic revelation. God is going to give you a prophetic revelation and knowledge. In fact, David, I want you to come up here. David came into my office this past week and shared something with me that had the same thing happen to David. He shared something. David's always on these treasure hunts. David's always looking and wrecking, and I'm not just saying that. David, something's happened to this guy. I don't know what's happened, but I, I do know he has come, he's come into the Holy of Holies. He's entered through the door, and he's recognized that God is showing him things. Now, David came into my office, and he, he talked to me about this situation, about what he wrote down. Remember what you told me? Uh, yeah, I had, um, I always... I'll get names and I'll just, I'll write them down. And uh, I had about six names on my list of people to look for. One was like Josiah, Alan, Reggie or Reginald. I put, I wrote down Reggie, but in parentheses I wrote Reginald because that was his, his real name. Then there was like, um, there's uh, David and somebody else. Um, there's, there's six names total. And this big guy comes into the food pantry on Thursday, and, and uh, Paula and, and Jeannie were right there, so they saw it all go down. And he came in, and he had a friend in the car, <clears throat> and, and uh, he signed his name, and Jeffrey was one of the names on my list, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. And so um, he starts talking, and he starts mentioning his son's name was Jeffrey. I said, hey... Uh, um, uh, and then he said his name was Jeffrey. And I said, did you spell it like this? And I spelt it J-E-F-F-R-E-E-Y. And he was like, yeah. So I said, you're on my list. And he was like, okay. And I was like, um, and so they were getting food for him. Uh, and I said, what do you need? Because I didn't have a word for what he needed. I just knew I was looking for Jeffrey. So, and he goes, um, he goes, well, I'd kind of like a coat. You know, I need a big coat. And, like, I, anybody can buy him a coat. Like, I know I'm seated in heavenly places, so I want to bring him something that's eternal. And so I said, no, 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 time out. I said, I, I said, what do you want? And he looked at me. I said, think big. And then he started to cry. And I said, I just was kind of curious. He goes, I was just talking with my friend in the car of how I'm not asking big enough. And, and I'm not thinking big enough. Praise God. And so when I said think big, <laughs> that was the confirmation 
to him that this was a word of the Lord. Yeah. And he started crying. He goes, I want the power of God. I want the So I said, all right, let's do this. So I prayed for him, and he was just crying, and he was so excited to receive. And then Paula comes over and was like, so what, you know, like what happened? How did, how did that? I said, I don't know. I just I have a name on my list. And as I'm talking to her, as I'm talking to Paula about what just happened, I get the name Robert. So I was like, I was telling her, I was like, I don't know. I just got the name Robert. So I wrote down the name Robert on my phone. And on my phone, every time I write something, it takes a time, a time memory of when I wrote it. And so like when I showed him Jeffrey, I showed him that I... I made the last change on my list the day before, so he knew like I didn't just hear his name and write it down. He knew that I got it the day I got something the day before. So I write down Robert. This lady comes in and sits down, and she said her name was Robbie. Like this was right after Jeffrey left, and Robbie comes in, and she's um, she comes in, she writes her name, and I said, "Is is that name short for anything?" And she goes, "No, no, it's R O B B I E." And I was like, oh, "Okay." I said, it's, it's not Robert. And she goes, no, 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 that's my brother's name. And I was like, oh. So Paula kind of, we kind of, our ears kind of perk up, and Jeannie's, you know, it's awesome, and uh, Jeannie's listening in on this. And so I go over to Robbie, and I go, I said, Robbie, I don't know why, but, like, God gave me your brother's name. And, and so I, I want to, um, you know, I don't know if he needs anything in her just, she sees the time, like she, I got that name before she came in there. She was like, what? And she looks at it and she goes, you don't have one name, you have three names. She goes, Reginald's my son. We call him Reggie though, but you have his real name right there. And she goes, and Josiah, that's my nephew. She goes, Josiah's mom's in the car. Would you go get her? And I was like, yeah. So Josiah and Reggie were their problem children because they have a lot of kids. And those were the kids that are giving their, their families the most problems. And see, I have had Reggie and Josiah on my name for two months, and I've been praying for them. I don't know who I was praying for. I just knew the names I needed to pray for. So God has said, man, I just want to grace you with the manifestation of what you're praying for. Because faith is, faith is substance. It's not, it's not supposed to stay invisible. And so I start praying, and, I, and I've been praying for two months for these guys, and now just all of a sudden, because I was, because of the testimony and, and reaching out in Jeffrey, I get to share with Paula what's going on, and then God lays on my heart, Robert, which was for the next people that came in. And so, so uh, anyway, I go get the sister, come in, and the sister goes, um, so uh, Robbie says to her, Sister Brenda, she goes, look at this list. And she takes the phone and she goes, how do you get these names? And she goes, the Holy Spirit tells him. And I said, well, what's going on? What do you need? And they just are like, oh. I mean, they're kind of in a daze. And what's happening is one reality is clashing with the other. Like heaven's kingdom is clashing with earth's kingdom. Where, where they are standing is conflicting with where God wants them to be seated. Right. And so they're just kind of in a, in a we, we just start to intercede and we start to pray for Josiah, for Reggie or Reginald and their brother uh, Robert. And God just starts moving and, and you just feel the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's so real. And the cool thing, it's not that it's just like, wow, this is like, 
we're feeling, no, it's like we are making the air move. It's not that God's out there somewhere. It's we're making this happen. Like we're agreeing with him. And so I'll, then another lady comes in and Paula, Paula goes over and prays. She has cancer and she, and, and she said she had an earache. Was it an earache? And she, she was rubbing her. She, so after I, let me stop. Let me rewind. So after I'm done praying with uh, Debbie, I didn't tell you this, Dad, or with Robbie and Brenda, they walk out. I get jaw. So I write down jaw. This late, next lady walks in, and since the time she walks into sitting down, she's rubbing her jaw. And I'm like, I don't know what this. I said, Paula, if she asks for Tylenol for like a headache, I want you to pray for it because you're gonna you're gonna heal whatever she's got. So she's rubbing her jaw, and she goes over and and she actually has an earache, and so she's rubbing her jaw because it's, it's in the ear. And she, as Paula was praying for, you said that she felt a tingle go from her down her neck. Is that correct? Is, is, that's where they did surgery on for her cancer. And all of a sudden she starts to feel a tingle go down Jesus. as Paul. So it's like the Holy Spirit wants to set up a domino effect. Yes. Amen. I, I, I don't, that's just, that's, that's God. Can that's, you say amen? I mean, did you just hear what happened? David, like any of us, we have an open door. We have access into the place where the throne of God is, where God wants you to understand what is going to happen in the lives of people. That's what this scripture is saying. But there's more. As we come on down here, John is in Revelations, and he's in the Spirit. And then it says, and he saw, verse 3, and immediately I was in the Spirit, behold the throne in heaven, and the one sat on the throne, and he who sat there was like jasper and sardis, stones in appearance and rainbows and thrones. And around the throne were 24 thrones. And under the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had, uh, they had crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne proceeded lightning, thunder, and voices. Seven lamps of fire burning. And all these things are symbolic. And I'll just sum it up in one word. It's God's glory being exalted and manifest. But I want you to jump down. I know our time is moving. I want you to go down where these angels are around. This is in heaven. Verse 8, four living creatures having six wings with full of eyes around and within. Do you know God wants to give you eyes around and within? This is not just for the creatures in heaven. That's what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is for. The door is open, church. But we have to understand we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right next to Him. And what are they saying? Holy, 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 oh God. Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. The song of the Lamb. They're singing holy, holy, oh Lord. Holy. Let's just do that right now. Say, holy, holy. Holy, holy, that's what they're saying in heaven right now. And notice this in verse 9. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him. Do you know why they fall down? Because God is exalted and magnified 
in their worship and praise. Why are we worshiping? Do you know what's happening right now when we worship? The Bible says that when we exalt Him and when we worship Him, God is found, He's, a, he's found in our praises. In other words, when we are seated with Christ, whenever, it says whenever they give honor and glory and thanks unto Him, they fall down. You know why they fall down? Because God's presence is so brilliant. It's so powerful. In other words, wherever there's worship, the glory of God comes. That's what He's trying to tell us. Heaven, let me tell you something. If you're having a hard time worshiping now, you ain't going to make it up there. Because you know what's in heaven? Thunder. Lightning. The voices. The sea of voices. Who's going to make it to heaven? Who's going to go through that door? You've got to go through Jesus. But the Bible says you've got to be raised. The Bible says if you have been raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. How many of you want to see God's glory? I just showed you this morning what are in heavenly places. An open door. An invitation to come in. Number three, the throne. Not only do you see the throne, but Christ has seated you along with Him. You are joint heirs with Christ. Fourthly, there's worship. And fifthly, there's glory. God's glory is seen. Jump back with me in my closing moments to Colossians chapter 3 again. Three things that I want to close. Paul says that if we're going to seek those things which are above, he says three things in this passage I want to say. You can outline it in your Bible. Number two, verse 2, it says, Set your mind where? On things above. And not on things. How do you set your mind? Let me tell you how you set your mind. You've got to first feed your mind with the Word of God. You've got to feed your faith. If your mind is polluted and your mind is full of fear and doubt and your mind is full of legalism, guess what? You're not going to find those heavenly places. You're not going to find the freedom and the glory that God wants you to experience. He wants you to have a vision of the unseen world. You are seated now with Christ. The second thing he says in verse 5, Therefore put to death your members which are on earth. Fornication. What is fornication? Fornication is sex outside of marriage. He's talking to people that should be believers. Uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the souls of disobedience. How many of you know we need to get our act together as Christians? We're going to put to, everyone say, put to death. You see, let me tell you something. The Bible says in Isaiah 35 that there's a highway called holiness that are in the heavens, and it says the unclean will not pass by there. He who ascends into the hill of the Lord's, David talked about this morning, must have clean hands and a pure heart. And it's not lifted his soul into vanity or idols. By the way, folks, do you know you have clean hands and a pure heart if you confess Jesus as Lord and you know it's his, we're saved by His grace? Amen? 
Your hands, I want you to say, my hands are clean. My heart is clean. Amen. And I belong to the Lord. The third thing he goes on here to say down here. Well, let, let me read the rest of this. Verse 7, in which sometimes you walked when you lived in them, but now you yourselves are to put off these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Christians should not use profanity. Christians should not be speaking and telling rotten jokes. We should not. Why? Because you're of a heavenly kingdom. You're living in heavenly places. You've been seated with Christ in a very holy and powerful environment. You have access into the Spirit of God where the seven spirits of God are, where the spirits are without and within. God has given you prophetic revelation. And you know what it's all for? It's for you to extend the kingdom of God on earth. Notice what else he says. Verse 9, do not lie to one another. Since you've put off the old man with his deeds and you have put on the new man. Number three, we put on the new man. It's like a garment. How do you put on the new man? You repent. You renew your mind. You begin to stand and you confess what Jesus says you are. You are blessed. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are not an orphan. You are a son of promise. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, seated, joint heirs with Christ in heavenly places. And we have access through a door right into the throne in that place of worship. And then he says, we're to put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. In other words, the image of Christ is on you. I am not going to live below what God has called me to live. I'm not going to allow wrong thinking. I will not allow unbelief. I will not allow my life to go back to where I used to be. I have chosen, I have made my decision to serve God and to make my life count for Him. Not by my strength, but because of the Holy Spirit in me. You have confidence and boldness in Him today. He says this, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all, and in all, He's in you in the fullness of what He is. Therefore, as the elect of God and holy, beloved, put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, and if any has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. If you want to be seated in Christ and experience the glory and the favor on your life, we're going to be a church who seeks those things which are above. I so appreciate my sister's testimony in prayer. She made a decision. She's not going back. 
you've not only got you not only moving forward but you are in a new dimension of authority and freedom today and you know what what God has done in you he's going to do in others and that anointing which broke the yoke in you is breaking in others even as you pray speak believe and declare no weapon formed against her or your children will prosper notice what he says but above all these things put on love everyone say put on love love. guess what's in heavenly places lots and lots of love everyone say love You can't get into heaven without love. You can't get in heaven having hatred and anger in your heart. Nobody can get in heaven. If you left the church, if you've gone somewhere, if you divorced someone because you can't stand them, because you won't forgive them, let me tell you something. There's no places in heaven for you to hide. Because in God's glory, everything is open. It's opened up. You can't hide. You can't get in heaven like we do in church. Oh, they're sitting over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run on this side of the church because my enemy's on that side of the church. If you have that attitude, God help you. God help you. You don't understand. You've not been renewed in the spirit of your mind. You're not seated in heavenly places because if we're seated in heavenly places, we're an open book. We're not ashamed. We're walking in the light as he is in the light. That doesn't mean at times we don't fail. It doesn't mean at times we may not be weak. But when we are weak, we come boldly to the throne of grace in the time of need to obtain mercy. Folks, you're seated in heavenly places this morning. You're seated in places of authority, favor, blessing, and increase. You have a prophetic insight that others don't have. God has given you the keys of the kingdom, and He wants you to use it. He wants you to begin to walk in the Spirit. He wants you to begin to see things beyond the surface. It's not just for when you die and go to heaven. The door is open today. Right now, you're seated in heavenly places. Pastor Ray, you're so radical about this. Really excited about this, Pastor Ray, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going back. For years, I preached the law. I didn't even know it. For years, I preached messages that had to do with changing your behavior trying to fix the church, always trying to tell people, repent from sin, get your life straight, how to be a happy person, how to get a marriage together. You know what? Once people begin to understand who they are and where they are in Christ, the old habit patterns drop off. We We are not the ones to bring change in people. It's the Holy Spirit. We are here to simply extend to you and help you see the Father. Help you see the Lord. Jesus said, I and myself can do nothing, but as I see and as I hear, my judgment is just. For as the Father loves the Son 
and shows the Son all things so that you might marvel. These greater works, John 5, if you want to know where I'm speaking, greater works his church is going to do. Let's bow our heads. I believe that this year God is bringing us in. I believe he's bringing us higher. I believe he's, he's renewing our minds this morning. I believe there's something happening in the spirit. I believe there's a, a release of faith that's so explosive on people. It's, it's, it's on you, church. The Lord spoke to me last night when I was praying. He said, in Revelations 4, the Lord said, tell new life the door is open. Tell them to come in and I will show you things that are to come to pass. In other words, I want to open your eyes to see the things that you could not see and understand what he's going to do before it even happens. You are like what happened with David and Paula and others. God wants to give you that same revelation because he cares about his people. He cares about the lost. Father, I ask you today, Lord, just let fresh revelation just rest on us today. Lord, let the Holy Spirit, Lord, just quicken our minds to understand the tremendous place that you have seated us with you. We are raised, made alive, seated with you, Christ, in heavenly places.